Hi ho wee wee, everybody! Hi ho wee wee. Happy, Happy Space Ed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tony looks different today. That I'll never get old. What's up, anime? Uh, special guest today, Peter Jacobs of the Hello. Planet at Home team. He's going to be in a show with uh, Tony. Work. That's that's what Tony's been working on. Is the show that Pete's going to be in. So that's right. The following episode is Certified Hood Classic. Yes, that. Thank you. Sure, why not? I hope so. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what that means, but fuck yeah. Yeah. Well. Oh, what? shit, Tony. Can I swear? Huh? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck yeah. You can swear. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This things is I should have baby. asked. <laughs> yeah. Things no, I should have <laughs> asked before we went live. This is the latest children's show that has ever run on the internet. <laughs> this is for the nighttime kids. Strap in, you fuckers. Here <laughs> comes yeah. guys. Boys and girls, we have three special adventures for you tonight. Uh, Yeah, let's get, (laughs) let's waste no time. (laughs) You cannot fucking swear. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Let's get right into the story one here. Oh, oh. get ready for story one. Poll going up for story one right now. Here you go. Get at it. We've got uh. Dom Domino, a game show host, uh, a sitcom character, uh, personality quiz taker, or AI Bussup, uh, or Al Bussup, a baker. We'll see. My poll was already up. <laughs> oh, real golden dusk. Oh, very cheeky. Please fix grammar error in prompt two. Is it yours, sure? What happened? I don't know. All right. No, I'm not fixing it. Mile right. E. Not an option, Mile right. <laughs> oh, 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 shit. And B is taking off. Wow. I think B's winning it. No editing. I'm off work. Oh, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. B wins. All right. Thank you, B. Uh, Which one is that? That is a prompt by Seventh Sage. Thank you, Seventh Sage. Hell yeah, Seven Sage. Thank you, Sage. Uh, you are taking a sitcom character personality quiz. The quiz will what? ask you progressively bizarre questions until if arbitrarily it arbitrarily I see what you're saying. Okay. It arbitrarily decides which sitcom character you might be. Question one is we'll see. The funniest thing I can think of is <laughs> more of an opinion question. How does <laughs> How is that supposed to be multiple choice? Would you like to answer this question? Why oh, no. slash well, and... have fun on the show. <laughs> yeah, let's retry that. Hold on, hold on. Okay, here we go. Oh, great, dude. <laughs> All right. Which of these occupations Jason. do you think would suit <laughs> you best? Oh, uh, doctor. Okay, we. And what do you the do for says, a living? Okay, then. You'd probably enjoy the adventures of Superman. Doctors love Superman because you know what? Love it. Superman never has to go to the ER. Love. No. He never has to go to the hospital. I'm Superman's uh, primary care physician. Yeah. My All you have to do is, is keep him away from the kryptonite. As soon as you get that kryptonite yeah. out of there, he's cured. So. What the hell Almost does that even mean? Yeah, what the hell does that even mean? Okay. Hey, what's up, Prince? Also, what sitcom character are we like who is a doctor and likes Superman? Yeah, I don't know. I'll be Doogie Howser. 
<laughs> yeah, Neil Patrick Harris, childhood uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, you uh, you answer the next question. Uh, you look at the next question. Hopefully, this is only a two question quiz, and then we live life finding out what uh, what fictional character we are. Question two is: Which of these fictional characters do you think you're most like? Hmm. I don't know how to take this goddamn test. <laughs> Your score is zero out of twenty. <laughs> I didn't realize it was like <laughs> academic. Zero okay, out of twenty. Know. We answered one question that was like an opinion question, and then. <laughs> and then <laughs> doctor was the wrong answer. <laughs> yeah, doctor was the only wrong answer. Zero points out of twenty. So the, the, the you get one wrong answer that's negative twenty points. That seems <laughs> yeah. excessive. Well, we put our name on it at least. <laughs> okay, uh, your score is zero out of twenty. But uh, let's see, your uh, sitcom character is. What? Clark Kent from All in the Family. I don't think a uh, human being made this <laughs> this quiz. Mixing... Wait, Clark Kent <laughs> from All in the Family. Uh, yes. Uh, Clark. You want all that wrong? That that show famous for doctors. Yeah, exactly. Okay. S- Superman one of these days. In which case, you should probably find something else to do. But you're not sure what. Oh, brevity is wet. All right, next action's got to be three words. Who was I that didn't guy know again? Was gonna have the stock. The what was sound. his name? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, what was his name? Well, his name was <laughs> easy. Mike Post. Okay. He's an American composer and songwriter. He was born in 1930 and died in 2010. He wrote the theme music for several television series, including M.A.S. Asterisk Age, Mash, The Mary okay. Tyler Moore Show, The oh, wow. Bob Newhart Show, Quincy M. Jones? Uh, Quincy Medicine Woman? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh. Hill Street Blues, St. Elsewhere, The Twilight Zone, Northern Exposure, and Star Trek. I don't know. Deep if... Space Holy Nine. Crap. Is, this, is this guy real? Mike Post. When he was still living, Mike Post did not want his name to be used on any more television shows. Whoopsie. <laughs> Here you go, Jason. Quincy M.E., an original crime scene investigator. That's, oh this was the God. TV show. Oh, my God. <laughs> that looks fake. <laughs> that looks, it does. It does. I'm looking at it. I'm looking it at like it. It's Tim real. and Eric made that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of recognize the main guy. Yeah, he was in The Odd Couple. Ah. Jack Klugman. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Suddenly, Jack Klugman oh, no. shows up to your house. Jack's like, you remember the good old times? Uh, he, this is definitely not how you spell it, but uh, he got an alert on his phone that someone mentioned... Quincy Emmy. You owe me a nickel. <laughs> please. Please. He slobs up your house, yeah. Oh. Mike Post's death has made him very sad. I've just learned who Mike Post is, and I've just learned that he is no longer with us. 
Yeah, they said he died in 2010. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> whoops. Jack That's looks a, hell of a bit long embarrassed, list of credits. but also yeah. relieved. I just wanted to say I'm sorry about everything that happened. You know, I really am. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry for that show. You know, I was just trying to be a working actor, okay? Unlikely excuse. <laughs> Yeah, you should feel I'm bad. sorry to derail things. This dude also wrote the theme song for Magnum P.I. and Law and & Order. Whoa, okay. So this he, guy's a he powerhouse. Thought the, he thought of the toilet seat drop? <laughs> for this? The, the, and he oh, did the Doogie Howser! Whoa! Oh. What a small world! Neil Patrick Harris actually knew Mike Post. Incredible. Wow! Wow! The computers are listening, everybody. If this isn't proof... <laughs> Yeah. That's what's he up. He did LA Law, he did St. Elsewhere, Silk Stockings, a bunch of shows I've never heard of. Uh I think we need He did to... NYPD Blue. Oh my god. You decide Mike Post needs uh uh something big to commemorate to commemorate his loss? Yeah. Right? This is the main character deciding this? Yeah. (laughs) Time to take Uh, a (laughs) piss. Oh, wait. No. Uh, You decide to honor Mike Post. Uh, You will build a statue of Jerry Orbach sitting in Magnum P.I.'s Ferrari. Oh, my God. Uh, You decide to honor Mike Post by uh, building a statue of Mike Orbach. Jerry Orbach, please. Oops, Gary Orbach. Sitting in Magnum P.I.'s Ferrari? Hell yeah. I Now I want that statue. Hell yeah. Here we go. You could also make a memorial garden with statues of all the television personalities that have passed away in the last year. One statue at a time here, buddy. It's you don't want to go car. to work. You could call in sick. Yeah, let's do that. Here, let's retry that. When you're done with that, You'll send it to Jack. But first you have to finish the Ferrari. What will you do? You smile. <laughs> uh, you attempt to rent a Ferrari. And take it on a test drive. They ask you for your collateral. And you're like, uh, just this one time. Can I just drive it for free? <laughs> Please! I'm. I, it's like a bachelor party thing. Sir, people do this every day to us you have to give us something yeah uh, you you tell uh the dealer that what the purpose of the test drive is oh that's yes. your collateral yeah yeah there you go what will you do here we go take a ride you don't notice any particular difference in the car uh, they gave it to us it looks like a ferrari feels like a ferrari drives like a ferrari but it's a porsche <laughs> but it's a Mustang GT. Sorry, no Porsches today. Or no no Ferraris either. All right, time to start supporting cementing this thing. We, we got to get to work. <laughs> We're going to pour cement into the Ferrari? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How else do you put a statue in a Ferrari? That's Around. Around. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, let's encase the whole thing in a tomb. Make a mold <laughs> of the Ferrari. <laughs> Okay, let's encase the whole thing. Yeah, I like where you're going. Yeah, let's put, start pouring the cement, boys, right here. 
Get around the Ferrari, though. <laughs> Make a mold. <laughs> Turn back. They've already poured it over all the interior. <laughs> oh my god! That ruining ruining the Ferrari, but you can chisel out a Jerry Orbach, and it's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Ferrari had to be real, but Jerry Orbach. We're, we're just gonna rough out <laughs> based on whatever you know, whatever picture we reference picture we could pull up here. <laughs> Uh, okay, you you try to cast a mold of the Ferrari, but and then I'll just leave it. But disaster strikes. It just explodes into bits. <laughs> no, we should have poured cement into it. What will you do? <laughs> oh no! I'm never getting my deposit back. back. Oh no! It's getting late in the evening, so you decide to go back it home. Explode! I'm not going back to the dealer today. I'm gonna figure this out tomorrow. I need a good night's sleep. What will you do? That's a very good. Oh, thank you, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were going for. Uh, what we got yep. was an exploded Ferrari. <laughs> it just explodes. How? Oh, it was paper mache. The physics don't make sense. Oh, God. You, you have the flaming wreckage towed back to the dealership? <laughs> yeah. And just say, and you, you take the, the wreckage to I the dealership and just it. say, it, it's yeah. not for me. Not for me. Well, it I, didn't, I, feel, I, didn't feel right. Yeah, yeah. Too fl- uh, I like that. You hand the keys to the salesman <laughs> and say, uh, steering wheel's a little stiff. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, I it really that. couldn't handle curve <laughs> curbs like I, I I wanted. Yeah, uh, I work at the art department. I have a lot of molds and stuff I have to transport. And uh, apparently, when you touch that to the car seats, they explode. And uh, that's just going to be. Who knew when you touch cement to uh, metal that it explodes? <laughs> yeah, I did. No one, no one, no one could have saw that coming. Oh, yeah, I said... perform a much more important function than I originally thought. Mm-hmm. You wait around for the car to be repaired. The salesman gives you a free t-shirt. Okay. This is a very understanding. This is the worst Ferrari dealership I've ever. They're going to just fix it? What will you do? You have your mechanic replace the steering wheel. Hold on, hold on. Tell your guy to wait. I got a guy for the steering wheel. That's (laughs) on me. Yeah, that's on me. I'll I'll pay for the steering wheel. It sure it says like I, I took a Ferrari for a test drive and all I got was this crappy shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you you ask the mechanic to just rebuild the frame. Okay. Uh so that we could at least try to build this goddamn statue. Uh so you can get back to working on the statue of you have your mechanic install the new steering wheel. Then you drive over to Jack Klugman's house. Oh, what? <laughs> what? Why are we going back to Klugman's? Oh, because we got we got, we got to give it back. We're giving him the statue. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. For some reason. Uh, you show uh, Jack Klugman your very rough but very personal... <laughs> uh, your very rough... Tribute to 
uh, Greg Orbach? Why, why do I have Jerry. someone? Jerry, Jerry Orbach. Jerry <laughs> Come on, Jason. Why, why do I have so much trouble remembering that? Jerry Orbach. Can, can the next the next story, whatever it is, be the prequel that how we figure out how our hero became friends with Jack Klugman? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> why are they Why are they on speaking terms at this point? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, high school buddies. You give the sculpture to Jack Klugman. You head to the nearest bar and drink yourself silly. Okay. Yeah. A good disease. A good deed deserves a reward. Yep. Nothing like slinging back. Beers and uh, liquors with Jack Klugman. <laughs> Jack Klugman, yeah. Jack's hey, Jack. First round on us. Oh, his eyes light up when you say that. Jack's a bit of a booze hound. He pawns the statue for a drink. <laughs> yeah, he just gets really sad. All our work is in vain. Yeah, I like that we essentially stole a Ferrari and now we're drinking with Klugman. You know, and yeah, I think that Ferrari dealership, though, I feel like that that salesman or whatever was like that's a failed business model. The owner's cousin or something. And he was just way yeah. too non-confrontational. He was just way too forgiving. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to last. So, no, I mean, can't blame it all on us. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> at, at some point you got to be like, uh, am I always the victim? Yes, <laughs> it's part of my fault. Mm hmm. <laughs> I think that's a good place to end it. Uh, yeah. Statue made. It's not the best, but it, I mean, how, how often statue do you make made, a statue? Yeah. Drinks Ferrari with Klugman. Didn't die in an explosion. And I'm good. never buying a Ferrari. If that's how they, if that's how they drive, explodingly. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> they didn't talk about that at all on Magnum P.I. About no, how Ferraris they never explode. mentioned that. that never, never mentioned once. I feel like you know what we got contact. What what streaming service has Magnum PI? I we need a warning title card at the beginning of every episode. How dangerous Ferraris are! Oh, true, true. public safety. This is not a real Ferrari. We have warning. Ferraris extensively may explode. <laughs> yeah, uh, here's an AI generated photo of Jack Klugman here. Oh my, uh, Jack Klugman friend. I don't know. I can't vouch, but yeah, I'm not. I could see that looking like him, sure. Thank you, sure, why not? Alright, moving on to story two here. You might find yourself reading story two and ask yourself, how did I get here? Alright, poll for story two coming up right now. Hold on. I'm still shocked by this guy's credentials as a composer this is insane crazy that guy was top of the game it's silly it now for not recognizing that name yeah yeah i'll be taking the lead again there might be a b sweep here oh a even it out or one now i've i've renumbered them one two three so you can do vote one two three so it's less confusing but i still call them abc story one taking it away dom domino i mean in all honesty, ABC is easy as one, two, three. There you go. <laughs> Maybe That's I should just true. change it back. Yeah. It's been said. <laughs> oh, C's, C's got a vote, so it's anybody's game. The eBay snipe can happen. Somebody can come in here right now and snipe it out. Oh, but Story 1 got another vote. 
And story one wins it. Uh, All right, which one's story one? This one is by Biz. Thank you, Biz. Thanks, Biz. Uh, You are Dom Domino, a game show host reaching middle age. Despite your best efforts to hide it, your age is catching up with you. Tonight, the special guest is Trapsy, a DJ you only know vague information of. You quickly skim over their discography as the studio audience walks in. Come on, that's kind of last minute. Uh, this is a talk show? Yeah. Or a game show? Talk a show. game okay. show, game show. But yeah, yeah, I guess, you know, I guess there's been Wheel of Fortunes with celebrities and celebrity yeah, Jeopardy. Yeah, I guess, yeah. So yeah celebrity Jeopardy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the uh, celebrity <laughs> squares, yeah. The lights dim and the music begins as the contestants are introduced. The first contestant, a handsome young man, enters the stage and is handed a board mm. with seven buttons. He turns to face the audience and raises his hands. Okay. I'm, in, I'm intrigued by the mystery. I don't even know what this game show is about. Swords for 400. Jason, what the One fuck is that edit? I changed it back. One of All right, these buttons I'm, blows up the I'm, stage. Yeah. I was going to say uh, the, the show is called Button Time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and yes, one of the buttons does blow up the stage. <laughs> uh, the show is called Button Time. And one of the seven buttons blows up the stage. The other six make the host talk to the celebrity guest. <laughs> I like that. The other six force the host to talk to the celebrity guest. All right, oh. we're now bringing out our first guest. <laughs> All right, who's suffering, me or you guys? Let's find <laughs> out. Press that button. Press that, that button. button. <laughs> the contestants must buzz in High at the stakes. end of each round. If they guess correctly, they receive a point. If they guess wrong, the button explodes and the contestant must leave the stage. If no one guesses correctly the celebrity goes through to the next round okay the odds get worse and worse or better and better uh yeah yeah this is this is pretty much like russian roulette but with yep. buttons you get one extra chance uh yeah <laughs> that's it was a russian game show <laughs> that makes and sense. then they americanized it by adding an extra button that's what it was uh have you ever seen a it's called I think it's called Exporting Raymond or uh it's about no. it's about uh them remaking Everybody Loves Raymond in Russia and uh uh Phil whatever his name is goes to Russia and uh they want to like change everything and then like Russian TV is just like not what American TV is at all it's in like this dingy a uh, former hospital building and everything just is so dark and disgusting. And this is like their like ABC. <laughs> and he's wow. just like, what in the fuck have I gotten myself into? Wow. Um, and they love uh, getting hit in the nards jokes. And he's like, well, um, yeah. that's not what the show is about. Like, I don't know. I, I uh, and he does it. And, yeah. It, it's very fascinating. But so that's what I'm imagining. Yeah. We're, we're in okay. some but we're in some weird Russian show that they're bringing back to America. So yes. it's even more it's one step 
just like what? It's one step. <laughs> one step down the rabbit hole. Oh, here we go. It's, we like, got Br- it's like British royalty. They get weirder the further into the generations they get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The further you get away from the original idea, the yeah. weirder it gets. Here's Dom Domino, by the way, looking like Draco Malfoy. <laughs> oh my god. That is that is weird. Although it just seems like yeah, he seems like he could be potentially a good game show host. Does Dom have what it takes to bring uh what is it, button time to oh, the yeah. state? Press yep. that I mean, press that button is a great audience chant thing. I'm already Oh my it's god. Not, it's already stuck in my head. Yeah, no, this is a million-dollar idea, and we're all going to be rich off of button time. Yeah. The real hard part is going to com- be coming up with the, the liability contract waivers that <laughs> waive all responsibility. It's going to be Fair. a tough pill to swallow. People are going to be like, that, that, you killed the person. That, ah, is a hef- that is a hefty insurance check. That is yeah. a hefty insurance check. <laughs> As you can see so you're right saying here there's a one in, in the- seven chance that the studio's just going to blow up? Yes. Yes. <laughs> a price we're I wanna meet to the, pay. I want to meet the producer that's like, take my money. This <laughs> yeah. is brilliant. Yeah. We all we need is one like billionaire who's on board to bankroll this yeah. show and we're in business. Like, <laughs> Bezos would it. do it. Oh yeah. Bezos yeah. would do it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm I'm going crazy after my divorce. <laughs> I'm down for anything. Let's see how I can burn this money. <laughs> or yeah, maybe it's like the producers and it's someone who's just trying to like make a stinker and some weird yeah. scam thing. And uh, But it gets <laughs> picked up and everybody loves it. I know. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, this is such a crazy idea that it just has to work. Yeah, Maybe our main character thought this was going to be a one and done pilot. But he's under contract, and he's forced <laughs> yeah. to continue to do this show. There's gonna be three seasons of this. Yeah, I think it's gonna get picked up for like twenty. What? <laughs> A claps on players, and we all know what that means. Oh, I love that. Yeah. What's Bullet the weird time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you draw a revolver. Oh. <laughs> Oh, actually. It's time for button number three. What? Oh, boy. Trapsy announces the current contestant, who then takes his place on the stage. Okay, I guess the the celebrity guest is just hosting the show now. <laughs> so this week's contestant is John Doe. John, oh, do no. you have a question? Oh, no. I, I think I've realized what's going on. He goes, the only I people have a real who would name. Sign, yeah, yeah, I think the only people who would sign the liability waivers are like homeless people that are like, I don't know who I am. <laughs> I got no family. Uh, John Doe? Yeah, you could call me that. I don't have any legal documentation. Or uh, amnesia patients <laughs> yeah. who don't care anymore. Um, uh, hospice. Uh, that federal witnesses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just sign your name here. Uh, name. Uh, make your mark then. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, <laughs> put your hand in the stamp and then roll it around on the yeah. piece of paper. That's good enough for us. All right. And you will feed me. Yeah, we absolutely will. <laughs> Squid Game. Yeah, that's kind of before these are and world. maybe after. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want?
you want to be back to back guest on the show? Sure, why not? Is has the guy been on three episodes in the row? Yeah, he keeps making it past the. What, what, he's lucky he's picking guy. the right buttons. Yeah, lucky guy. I was say the uh, the craft service meal is like that fire festival meal. <laughs> yeah, a piece of cheese, lettuce, <laughs> a to- yeah, uh, oddly sliced tomato, and yeah, a single <laughs> green. <laughs> one single green uh can't say it wasn't healthy <laughs> oh why is the post show uh craft service table empty because uh-huh. we knew we were gonna hit the blow up the stage button so we were saving ourselves <laughs> yeah. some money yeah i don't want all these uh it's the uh the creepy car from willie it's the creepy car from willie wonka that gets one <laughs> or two seats smaller every yeah. time because they <laughs> they know yep <laughs> uh, okay so uh uh, John Doe is asked to press the button, and instead, he pulls a knife and charges at you, saying that you betrayed his mother. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, no, I like that. John Doe brandishes a knife. It's all, it's all part of the game. Uh, the, the crowd starts cheering. Yeah. Knife, knife, knife. It, it, it's like a big, like brightly colored knife with the logo of the show on it. <laughs> yeah, oh, hell get yeah. Him, get him. <laughs> John Doe brandishes... Knife. Slow, slow mo for a second. Tonight's knife is brought to you by Clorox bleach. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. <laughs> Mr. Clean Magic Eraser will get out the toughest <laughs> bloodstains. Yeah. Uh, John Doe Brandish is a knife and charges you. Uh, you run around the stage, tears streaming down your face as the knife time theme music plays. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, tonight's show is sponsored by Hacknell? Hackel? Hank? No, I don't know how to say that. Uh, 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 spell right. it. Murders I, and executions, mostly. Oh, here we go. Oh, they're nice. Oh. Uh, if we survive this, we have to reveal our troubled past. I just want to redeem that again. Yeah. <laughs> So I can see Christian Bale run naked with a chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. First we got, he brandishes the knife and charges at you, and then... You scramble away from him as he cuts himself and starts to bleed profusely. Whoa, unexpected. As the audience gasps, you grab the first thing you see to stop the bleeding a microphone stand. <laughs> yeah, this'll do well. <laughs> By making you accidentally... Sleep. You accidentally pierce the wound even further. <laughs> The whole with the mic stand he's like i guess it stopped it <laughs> yeah but now his hand amplifies his voice yeah we can like hear his his heart pumping the blood yeah this is like can somebody cut the mic no he goes to try to talk through it it's reverb it's like oh jeez. <laughs> yeah. uh uh you reveal your troubled past to john doe you explain was, how you were you once an innocent youth who was falsely accused of murder and sentenced to death. Whoa! A sympathetic judge and jury saved your life, but not your family, as your father had been convicted of treason. Service. We have now to host that, the show. Holy shit, that is a troubled past. Your dad was convicted of treason? Yes! Oh my god. This show really did start in Russia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the mafia tried to blame us for a murder 
But thank God a sympathetic judge and jury. Power up. Oh, thank you. Oh, hey. <laughs> All right. You can level up and gain the following over sharer powers. <laughs> yeah. And we like we forget we're on live television. We're like, did I just say all that? Oh, oh my god, I've done it again. Yeah, I was just trying to have a, a moment. I'm starting to get really good at skipping town. Mm-hmm. I'm getting really good at skipping town, but I continue to host this goddamn show. Yeah. If I, as so long as I don't leave the stage, I get paid. That's what my contract says. All you have to do is stand there. Overshare. Gain plus two charisma. Minus two intellect. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of how it works. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> John Doe looks confused by your explanation, but also strangely interested. He asks more about your family and your childhood. Oh. Suddenly there is a knock at the door. Okay, I think uh, this is... Occupied, we're taping in here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can you read this? I think this is the, the last part of the show. It has to be. It has, it's the climax yeah. of this high-stakes... Uh, game of chance. That knocking means it's door time. <laughs> uh, bring out the big button. It's just one big button. There's no, there's no chances. You just have to press it or not press it. Yeah, that's the that's the portion of the game. It's press it or don't press it. <laughs> uh, and you either win fifty thousand dollars or the studio blows up. Oh, I love that. Uh, the the big button. Uh, Gets rolled out onto stage. Some keen-eyed uh, people in the stage or in the audience are like, "Are my my chairs made of cardboard?" Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does anybody else hear beeping? There's beeping all over the studio. Ugh. Are those supposed to be? Those look like C four. No, those are sconces. I think light sconces. I don't the think light so. sconces are barrels of oil. <laughs> <laughs> other eagle-eyed uh, members in the audience know when the button's gonna blow up the studio uh because when the button comes out it's got wires sticking out of it oh. when there's <laughs> when there's no wires it's the money when there's wires it's gonna explode yeah the the super fans are already like <laughs> making us full sprint for the exit <laughs> yep, hundred percent. Like, oh shit! They start pushing <laughs> chairs over. <laughs> this is like the loudest segment of any show. There's just so much background noise going on. We have to like yell over, press the big button or don't. Uh, the big button gets rolled on the stage. You offer, John Doe. Some really awesome fans and it, who are like, press it. Yeah, press it. I don't care if I die. Press it. Uh, you offer John Doe two options. Press the button. We thank our sponsor, BP, for these lovely oil barrels. <laughs> this uh, set explosion is brought to you by BP. We're <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, if John chooses to press it, it blows up. Yep. Otherwise, you can continue the story and hope he doesn't press the button. You choose option number two, and John Doe presses the button. Oh, he went for it. We should have known. John Doe's a crazed man. He has nothing to live for. He's like, yeah, so way off this mortal coil. I will press the button. Uh, uh, what were you doing before this, John Doe? Uh, I was suicidal. 
well. Well, the rules say once he makes the choice, we can't change it. So, yeah. come back everybody, push what? that button. button. Uh, John pushes the button, and the studio begins to explode. There we go, and then let's see what happens. The audience screams, and you start to panic as you realize the whole room is going to be destroyed. Yep. I think I'll go ahead and press this button now. Oh my God! John says, "Don't press it bored. twice." Yeah. John presses the button again in rapid succession. With his charred, with his charred uh, <laughs> hand. <laughs> yeah, uh, with his charred hand, setting like crawls up the side of the table from the ground. Missing a <laughs> yeah, <laughs> setting off more, uh, more explosions every time he presses it. Down here, it's just. <laughs> yeah. Why won't I die? <laughs> and also, the like crew got lazy, and so they're just like, "Who's gonna press it twice? Let's just chain them all together, so we don't have to reset the studio every time." I mean, we already have to rebuild the entire studio every week, yeah. so let's just have it all chained up together. So every time they press it, it'll just set off the next week's explosives. The studio explodes into a giant fireball, which <laughs> continues to grow larger as the timer runs down. Oh my god! The entire audience is engulfed in flame, and the show ends. <laughs> You win a daytime Emmy. <laughs> you walk. You walk onto the stage in a uh, bomb disposal <laughs> suit. Yeah, we're like, see and you next week, the helmet And say, see you next week. You got. We're wiping chunks of John Doe off of us. And then, uh, see you next week on, and it's a recording of people saying, push that <laughs> yeah. button. Uh, yeah, see, uh. And it's very clearly a recording, because the <laughs> audience is fucking dead. Yeah. And, uh, then, uh, clearly, uh, a recording of the uh, audience chanting, push that button. It still does the typical game show slow pan over the audience, but it's just <laughs> yeah, a bunch all, of all blown the chairs out chairs. Are just hard. <laughs> it like passes a chair with like a burned uh, doll that was like a child's toy. <laughs> the baby carriage turned over. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> oh, And let's God. see what our contestants can win today. Just a bunch of blown out. <laughs> yeah, it's a like a new car. Uh, yeah, no, see that connects to the first story. It's all Ferraris. Oh, there you go. Yeah, which that... we know <laughs> they all explode. <laughs> yeah, the most potent explosive on the planet, Ferraris. Oh, here we go. You look under your seats. You'll find a Ferrari for everyone in the audience. Oh no! You take the mic stand and use it as a stretcher. The crowd cheers and applauds, and the show closes. <laughs> well, the worst stretcher ever. Let's see how many times I can get on this mic stand. Yeah. Oh. Tonight's uh, AIPD is brought to you by Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. Don't touch it. Don't touch my Ferrari. <laughs> Ferrari, don't drive it. 
Don't even think about driving it. Yeah. Don't even. Uh, don't you dare make a statue out of one of these things. <laughs> Warning uh, ignites at thought of cement. Uh, all right, moving this on. This episode brought by Michelin brand mic stands. You can use them for everything. <laughs> As a stretcher, uh, you can you can plug wound. wounds with them. Uh, yeah, yeah. The 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 Swiss Army knife of mic stands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. They, I I didn't think it's they had any so other convenient. uses other than mic standing. Okay. Yeah. Uh here's the last story of the night. Moving on. It's the last story of the night. Story three. These intro me? songs are a bit spot on, don't you think, Jason? Thank you, yes. <laughs> They're a little <laughs> bit too exactly on the nose. What to expect. Yeah. They're a little too on the nose. Uh, AI generated chords, by the way, Pete. So awesome. Yeah, we we stay on brand. All right, here's the last uh, stories. Ready for your voting pleasure? Poll going up shortly. One sec. Here we go. Ooh, ooh. Poll going up right now. Galaxy S7 there's, mic stand. Yeah. There's clearly a lot of backstory behind story one but i understand none of it <laughs> yeah Dwayne is that Huntins. someone's comment uh it's just me uh, <laughs> oh okay i you are Dwayne hudgens a writer for pitchfork i don't know what that is yeah is that a quarterly farming magazine nah, i have no idea i have no idea that is literally it wow sure why not said you got a spot on and wow there you go story <laughs> one taking it off I would have never. Oh. I say I would have never guessed, but my guess was you literally guessed. Guess. <laughs> According to this, pitch, Pitchfork.com is each Sunday Pitchfork takes an in-depth look at a significant album. Oh, okay. Pitchfork's newsletter is all of the jams, none of the spam. Oh, and story one is one. Thank you. Uh, let's see who wrote this one. Sure, why not? Oh, that explains why you know so much about Pitchfork.com. <laughs> Thank you, sure. Thank you, sure. But also, uh, this I think is my favorite part. You can't see it, but most frequently asked questions about Pitchfork is: Is Pitchfork pretentious? Oh, that's a problem oh. they have. Apparently. I always like to harvest all of my hay with my bare hands because I am not pretentious and mm. don't use pitchforks. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, thank you, sure. Why not for this prompt? Thanks, sure. Why not? You are Dwayne Hudgens, a writer for Pitchfork. Uh, during an interview with Robert uh, Pollard, guided by voices, you ask him what exactly a 14 cheerleader cold front is. I assume this is a real event that happened. He proceeds to explain it in extreme detail. 14 cheerleader cold front. I... Whoa, hold on. Song. You can see the interview uh, here. A weird song, yeah. Hold on, is this a real working link to YouTube? I might have to block this. Oh, it's not available anymore. But that was a real video. Interesting. Oh. Oh, weird. You're right. The year was 1999 and Robert Pollard had just released his fourth solo album, Something Fierce. In the midst of a tour supporting the album, I sat down with Pollard in New York City's knitting factory to discuss the album. New York City's got a knitting factory? Man, Hell the rent yeah. must be crazy. <laughs> a, a knitting, not only just to have a, a knitting 
store or a knitting place, but to have a whole factory I gotta, in New York City. I got a, I got a feeling it like it's a club name. Like we're uh, all going to the knitting factory. I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's trying to be it's like hip. Uh, we're the knitting yeah. factory. You know, it's a yeah. bar, and uh, you have to knit a an afghan to get into <laughs> to it. Yeah. So we got yeah. all these afghans hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's the price of admission. Knit an afghan. It's very warm in here. <laughs> it is they, sweltering. They try to, they <laughs> it you try to leave, and they ask yeah. you, "You want to tie one on?" And I'm like, "Damn it!" And I sit back down, go <laughs> yeah. for it again at the knitting factory. <laughs> they, they really, they really needle you into sticking around. Uh, uh, it's just part of the pattern. I don't know. Uh, knitting pattern. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Well, yeah, I th- feel like uh, we gotta. If we're gonna have an interview, we can't. We can't be boring. We can't be pretentious. We gotta ask Robert Pollard the real serious questions. We gotta really grill this guy. I don't know yeah. who he is, but I wanna. I wanna break uh, the story. You, uh, you ask. You ask Robert Pollard. Um, what have the voices guided you to do? Okay. Because he's from the band Guided by Voices. That's. <laughs> he's like, I've been literally asked this every interview I've ever done, ever. They told me to come out here, he said. Oh. You say, so then that was their plan all along. No, I think they knew we would end up coming out here, but not at this moment in time. Okay. It's like an so... all-powerful man behind the scenes. Yeah, type I situation. Mean, uh, you know, we were kind of asking uh, half jokingly, uh, but yeah, there's there's real voices, and uh, it told yeah. them, it told them, it's it tells them on a day to day basis what to do. So, uh, uh, you 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 follow up. You ask the follow up question. Okay, are you telling are you telling me that you Robert Pollard and I are uh, part of a prophecy? Oh, good. Yeah, that would be my follow-up question. If I was told that someone was guided by a voice to for us to come together, yeah, uh, you asked the follow-up question. Are you saying that you and I are part of some prophecy? You are the chosen one. Yeah, pick up that mic stand. No, not really. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on, we're we're changing right. that. <laughs> Missed connection. <laughs> I'm waiting until in I that case, answer. If not, in that case, you take your mic stand and you're exploding Ferrari and you go <laughs> home. <laughs> yeah, guess I'm gonna eat, uh, eat a TV dinner and just watch watch my Ferrari because it could explode at any minute, and that's entertainment. Damn it! Gonna go home and eat my TV dinner and watch press that button. <laughs> yeah, woo! I know when I'm not. He walking. laughs and says, that's the second most frightening thing I could possibly imagine. And that's true. The first being that we were talking about that record from the beginning of our conversation. You say, well, I don't know if we can call it a prophecy. Okay, okay. Also, this picture, my, the background for this story is the knitting room, or the knitting factory in Boise. Wow! <laughs> Which is an right. actual music venue. Oh! my god wow i feel i feel like i just won something yeah. like, it's right behind my head but it says knitting factory on the back wall. wow P- 
Pete, you have got some seer powers or something. You, that is, that's two. I, I, th- three, and I'm going to, you know, uh, fund a book or something just, for you to write. And I'll, and I'll, yeah, power, uh, I'm just glad there isn't an actual game show called Press That Button, because then, uh, oh no. Uh, you level up. Oh, you got something, Corey? I was going to make a joke one. You level up again the following techno seer powers. No, let's do it. Yeah, I like that. Power up. <laughs> I like how it, Discord's like, you spelled techno seer wrong. It's like, yeah. thank you. Thank, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Holy crap. When you're any source of noise, you may perceive. Oh, yeah, what's up? What? Sorry. Um, oh, you're good. There is a goop. There is a Google game, a Google app called Will You Press the Button? Oh, okay, it's legally distinct. But check <laughs> it out. Uh, you are presented with a red button. Two things will happen if you press the button, one good and one bad. Will you press the button? <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Hey. You got a lawsuit on your hands, or maybe we got a lawsuit on our hands. I think we you guys have a lawsuit. I don't. I have, I'm a guest. Yikes. Our show was completely different. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Everything's been done. <laughs> well, let's see our techno seer powers and hopefully use them to avoid a lawsuit. Techno site when near any source of noise. You may perceive faint sounds emanating from within that are too small or low to be heard by normal means. Okay, so our techno sight is like bat hearing. Techno hearing. Your hearing is sharpened so that even the subtlest of sounds can be discerned. (laughs) Okay, yeah, there you go. We've got all this extra hearing when we go to the knitting factory and we get our eardrums blown out by the DJ. (laughs) Uh, yeah, you use your powers to avoid the lawsuit. Here we go. That was another joke one. I like it, though. More techno hearing. <laughs> you see a pair of angry faces approaching you on a bench. Uh-oh. One is Robert Pollard's, while the other is a middle-aged man with an equally angry face. You notice that the angry man is carrying a copy of something fierce. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Robert Pollard and a super fan or something. Or his manager. It says something fierce. Yeah. So is it like uh, his uh, fashion portfolio? Yeah. <laughs> is, it, uh, is it a book he's reading that's trying to teach him how to make angry faces? Is it uh, uh, something fierce? It's a coffee it table book of Ferraris. Something and fierce. So I was like, is it a real album? I couldn't find it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was his fourth solo album mentioned earlier. Ah, okay. Ever hear of Reddit Fifty uh, Fifty? No, okay. I have not. Is it so, a, a game of chance? Every yes. thread. Whoa, what? There. So all of them are grayed out. It's either the first thing or the second thing, and you don't Whoa. find out until you click on it. Oh, weird. Uh, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Uh, all right. How are we going to handle these two angry men that are clearly? We don't fit into this knitting factory scene. Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> we have to use our techno site to hear something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My eyes are burning. 
<laughs> oh, you use you use your superpowers to hear the elevated heartbeat of the angry man, and you use uh, your journalistic integrity to calm his worries, saving the day. Oh, uh, you use your superpowers to hear the elevated heartbeat of the angry man, and use what was that second part? Your journalistic in, uh, in, uh, abilities to calm his worries about this lawsuit. I think also that, if, that could do it. If the AI's reaction is that the knitting room blows up, I think you need a new AI. Because that would be three <laughs> explosions. Yeah. Or it could go other, the other way. And sometimes it gets super horny. So uh, hey. blowing up would be preferable, actually. You assure him that you are a journalist and not a lawyer. Okay. He relaxes, sits down, and starts to read his copy of something fierce again. It worked! It worked! We've curved a, a brawl. After reading the entire article, you realize that he is a fan of your work. Phew! Wow. All right. stands there next to you, like, waiting for you to finish reading it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you use this opportunity uh, <laughs> to ask uh, Robert Pollard an offensive and very personal question. Uh, and I'm scared, but I'm going to let the AI generate it. He responds by revealing a bomb strapped to his chest, and he blows <laughs> yeah. them all. Oh, no. Do you have any children? No. Oh, but then he follows up with... You say, do you miss them? I do miss them. A lot. <laughs> but not like that. We knew you were lying! You've How got you hundreds of children. <laughs> we know about the Spring Bank Tour of 69. <laughs> you couldn't keep it in your pants, Pollard. <laughs> Old baby making Pollard, they called him in those days. Mm -hmm. uh, you ever read that article of the doctor who like fathered like hundreds of kids? Because I heard about it. Yeah. Instead of like using donor samples, he just was like, eh, I could just go in the closet yeah. over there, and <laughs> which you're not supposed to do. There's like strict rules for like because you don't want like inbred society or you know exactly yeah and, uh, it's supposed to be like so many different miles apart and then it just finds out that there's like cousins all over the place half brothers i've got a hundred half brothers and sisters i like your idea yeah you call in all of robert pollard's illegitimate children uh, yes, here you go <laughs> i love that i love yeah. that oh we have uh, a reveal for you robert yeah <laughs> you this isn't right just about angry. the album yep now you may have noticed just Four tour buses outside. Those were not for bands. Those yeah, were it's for not all for the of show. Your children. Uh, yeah, yeah. Daddy, 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 daddy. Oh. The curtain on the stage of the knitting room parts, and all of Robert Pollard's children stand there. <laughs> we are the world. We are all your no, they're, children. They're, they're, sing they're singing 14 Cheerleader Cold Front or whatever the hell that song was. <laughs> Stick it to him. Oh, God. Behind them are the alimony paperwork for all of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh. They gather around one at a time and tell you that they never felt a connection with their father until after you left. Oh. They seem to love their father and hate him all at the same time. Wow, completely understandable. Yeah, he was an absent yeah. father. He didn't even know. He didn't want to know. And that's... You know, but he's going to have to do something about it now. 
I thought we were going to become the father figure. And they're like, we want you to be our daddy. I'm like, wow, this is really backfired. I can't raise a hundred no, kids. This is, just, this is just an article. Come on. <laughs> uh, after I'm done, I'm moving on to the next scene. I'm going to be writing about sports. Or, uh, yeah, not this. This is my my one big effort piece, and then I'm done. One last one. A, oh. fight, a fight soon breaks out between the children. This is Robert's chance to be a father. Hell yeah. Yep. Is he going to stand up and bring order to the room, or are we going to have the studio? Are we going to have the knitting room completely be destroyed? Ro- Robert Pollard si- uh, silences all of the children and gets their attention, and then informs them to line up one at a time and give the alimony papers to the angry man who's reading something fierce. Okay. Uh, Robert tells all the kids... Why not? <laughs> knife time, knife time, knife, knife time. Knife time, knife. Push the button. Push the button. Uh, the oldest parenting technique in the book. Perfected by, uh, who's to kill? Kill your son, Abraham. He immediately takes the kids into custody. One of his sons, what? Todd, tries to attack him with a knife. Whoa! But he subdues him with a swift punch. Whoa, whoa, whoa! The son goes he, limp and falls to the ground, like but refuses to let go of the knife. And then another kid from the crowd goes, Get him! He can't He can't stab all of us! <laughs> and then they just dogpile. This is like yeah. one of those what-if scenarios. What if would you want to fight Someone one big guy up. or a hundred illegitimate children you didn't know you had? Well, you the answer may surprise you. You can't stab all of us! Uh, uh, well, you know what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you are. The children scream and the blood flies. You make a swift exit to your car in hopes of surviving the night. <laughs> Tell your camera crew to burn the footage. We can't be, we can't have proof that we caused this. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say, as I was going to say, as you drive away, you reminisce on what your Pulitzer Prize acceptance speech will be when this article is debuted. Yeah, uh, you dream about your Pulitzer acceptance speech. Twelve months from now, we'll you... be. You release a uh, 14 cheerleader cold front. <laughs> they the got Robert a... Paulson story. <laughs> yes. Uh, Netflix bought it. Pollard. It was a it was a fierce battle between Netflix and Hulu. Everyone wanted it, but yeah. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, the children scream and the blood flies, and you try to escape the knitting room with your life. You dream about your uh, about your Pulitzer acceptance speech. Will be well. I, I missed a whole couple words there, but. You wake up and are standing in the knitting room, surrounded by the children. It is late at night. The room seems to glow red. You can hear the sound of the kids crying and whimpering as they are tied up. Well, I don't know what the fuck that is, but uh, let's uh, let's undo that. Wait, uh, and the children are tied up? <laughs> yes. And they're okay, crying and Robert- whimpering. You look across the devastation and Robert Pollard stands triumphant. Whoa! Yeah. This is my shouting to the heavens. I am the father of the year. Yeah. Uh, you can look across the defeated faces of children to see a less, Robert a Pollard. father could have never tied up all these kids. Stand no. tight, triumphant. Uh, singing. Uh, what was it? 14. Singing the lyrics. 
Uh, 14 cheerleader cold front. Wasn't that it? Yeah, yes. 14 cheerleader cold front. Let's get those lyrics right now. And she was a cheerleader. And she was a cheerleader. And I was a cheerleader too. And she was a cheerleader. <laughs> it's not he's the kid. best of songs, you know, lyrically. It's not not the best, but he's he's like singing it like, yeah. This is it's like the so performance dense. of a lifetime. This is the best that song will ever be sung. And yeah. all, only his kids and us can hear it. So uh, I think that's a good place to end. Yeah, wow. <laughs> you know, the kids didn't win, but. Uh, <laughs> very- didn't they, in the end, they're going to have the father they always hoped they'd get. Yeah, I think I think it's strong, really a tongue. the strong father. <laughs> yeah, were... I think it's a heartwarming family tale at the heart yeah. of it is what I think that was. Yeah, wow, that literally makes more sense than the actual lyrics. So I can't wait to read that after here. Uh, but thanks for joining us, Pete. That's the show. Yeah, thanks, wow. guys. What a yeah. bunch of fun stories. Uh, yeah, everybody. Uh, Pete, you got anything to plug? You got any... I would say uh, just look up Mike Post's uh, discography because, damn, that guy's he's a visionary. There you go. Yeah. Look, now you know. Now we all know. I, I had no yeah. idea. And now I had no idea either. But also come see Whiteout at the Planet Ant. Uh, yes, February local. 11th, 12th, 18th, and 19th. Please. Uh, it is fun. Come support our guests and also support Tony. He, he helped write it. So, yeah. Yeah. He came up with some really, really great stuff. I'm excited for people to see it. I'm so pumped to see it. Uh, bye, Hoey Way, everybody. See you next time. See you Wednesday. Join the Discord. Submit your stories. And see you Wednesday at night. Bye. Bye, Hoey Way.